The typical Dinka culture thought that if uh, children are taken to school, they will be spoiled. Mm -hmm. In their context, being spoiled is that they will not cope up with the culture. And they will be, in that way, they will be out of the culture. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it was very difficult for any, any parents to decide to take his or, or her okay. children to school. But it was very different with my father. Though he had never gone to school, mm. neither did he have anybody before that had gone to school. Mm. But he was inspired, you know, self-inspired <laughs> to make sure, first of all, to believe that education is a key to life and that those who are educated are much better in life than those who have not gone to school. Mm. And therefore he decided, single-handedly decided, to make sure that all his kids go to school, mm. including the girls. Mm. Welcome to the first episode of the Now Reflection podcast. I am so delighted today to have a visionary man, a man of integrity, a man that is so passionate about education. To many, he's called Dr. Ramadan Chan Liu Lagueng, but to me, I have the privilege to call him Baba. He's a daughter's first love, he is a daughter's first superhero, and a man that has taught me everything that I know today besides my mother. I am so honored and I'm so privileged that my first episode gets to be a conversation, a candid conversation between myself and my father to share our life journey with you. I am your host, Sarah Chan, the manager of African Scouting for the Toronto Raptors. I am the development associate with Giants of Africa and the founder of Home at Home, a Padiet Foundation. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned. Welcome, Baba. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yes, it's yes. so good to have you here. I'm um, so excited to be with you. Too. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So um, his educational background, and as I've said before, so passionate about uh, education. He did his uh, primary and secondary school in Jilhak and Rang. He went on to do his undergraduates in Ibaja in Nigeria and then pursued education. And all of this is during the civil war in Sudan, Africa's longest civil war, to pursue his, edu his education. And we end up coming to Kenya in 98 and he does his master's and his PhD in theology and translation. He has worked with uh, Sudan Interior Church he has been the Secretary General for uh, Sudan Council of Churches. He's been the CEO of Sudan Hope for Development. And he has had a vast, vast experience, a decade and over, as the HR manager, human resources manager, um, with Dar Petroleum Operating Company and so many other companies, Saipet, Naipet, and Delta, uh, uh, and Nile Delta, Nile Delta Nile and Nile Drilling. Thank you so much for your time, and I am happy that you're here. 
Uh, thank you so much for hosting me. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So um, I think I'll just ask you to share with the audience mm -hmm. where we're from mm -hmm. and your background. Uh, we, we are actually from a section of Dinka mm -hmm. that is known to be Padang mm -hmm. and uh, a, a subsection of Padang community mm -hmm. that is called Abialang. Mm -hmm. And in Abialang, uh, um, I'm from Giel Tongmai, mm -hmm. which is a subsection of Rang County. And I was born in a, in a village called Tonarepin, mm -hmm. which is part of uh, Banjang, uh, uh, Payam. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I come from. <laughs> yeah, and you've mm -hmm. always been very passionate about education, but you're also the first generation exactly. to get educated. Exactly. Tell us about that journey. What happens is that um, during that time, uh, people did not want their children to go to schools mm. because school by then was run by the colonials, the mm. British uh, government. And uh, the typical Dinka culture thought that if uh, children are taken to school, they will be spoiled. Mm. In their context, being spoiled is that they will not cope up with the culture and they will be, in that way, they will be out of the culture. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it was very difficult for any, any parents to decide to take his or, or her okay. children to school. But it was very different with my father. Though he had never gone to school, mm -hmm. neither did he have anybody before that had gone to school. Mm -hmm. But he was inspired you know, self-inspired <laughs> to make sure, first of all, to believe that education is a key to life and that those who are educated are much better in life than those who have not gone to school. Mm. And therefore, he decided, single-handedly decided, to make sure that all his kids go to school, mm. including when the girls. Mm. Uh, he succeeded. Uh, he succeeded in, in, in taking us as boys, mm. but the culture was very harsh on him to take the girls to schools, mm. and therefore he ended up taking us. And for his love for education, he will leave everything, even farming, <laughs> or his animals, or anything, and take the burden of taking us to look for schools. Mm. And that was, you know, for, for us, that was a big thing because th there was no single father who would leave his job to right, take a to child know. to school. Right. In fact, people came looking for children to be taken to schools, but right. the parents will hide them. Mm. So that is where we got the fire of uh, education. loving education. Then now, as we, as we went into education, two things helped us. One, mm. the motivation from my parents, most especially my father, mm. And second, that we were gifted academically yeah. to do well in school. So that kept us going in, yes. the, in education. And when we tested the benefit of education, we decided, yeah, well, since it is something that is good, why not promote it? Why not encourage others to have it? Right. And that's where 
that's where we, we started. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. That is intriguing yeah. because I've mm -hmm. never known that part that Kwakwa mm -hmm. is the one that, he was. you know, that, he was. you know. He was. In fact, he, he, he took, uh, we, we took a lorry together <laughs> to from, to school, from eh? Tarepin to Jalhak. By mm. then the roads were rough. Yes. And the lorries, you, you sit on the main road for almost 24 hours yeah, to look for a lorry for that will pass. be passing by. Yeah. And many will pass and they will not pick you. So my father will take us to a road that, you know, you walk for some hours mm. and then the, take, a, take water, the water jar, mm. water gourd. Wow, yeah. We want to sit under a tree, wait for a truck, and mm. finally we got a lorry that took us to Jalhat. And that's how you started. And that's how we started. At what age were you when you started? I was like uh, 10. Okay. Yeah, so that is like not 10. too bad. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. Yeah, and in fact, when, by the time we went, mm. we went to the school with almost some people mm -hmm. reaching 20. Yeah. But we were in the same class. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, I know, especially like yeah. even now with, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. with the disruption and the history from yeah. South Sudan yeah. and mm -hmm. everything, a lot of people start very late, very right? Late. Like 17, mm -hmm. 15 mm -hmm. sometimes, and that's mm -hmm. in class one. Yeah. Learning to write and read because some are coming from cattle fields uh, as well. Yeah, we, we actually went to school with people who were almost getting to 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 form um, to standard is it standard form form so like they're supposed to be in high school but they're still in yes, yes 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 they were they were supposed to go to form four mm -hmm. but uh, the, the, there was the civil war the yes, first civil yes, war yes. Anyanya war mm. the school the, the the city the town was was uh, was attacked mm. so the school was uh, dismissed, uh, dismissed. Mm -hmm. And people went and stayed for something like three or four years. Mm. Then when they oh, came back, they had to, to come start. And resume. They have to resume. With the people and that are in that class. That, 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 wow. that in that class. So you were 10, you were there with someone that looks like your uncle in class. Exactly. <laughs> and in fact, they were uncles. Yeah, But it shows that. passion and resilience and yes. motivation yes. Um, to be able to still sit and mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. what's right. And mm -hmm. it actually reminds me of um, when we were younger and learning English mm -hmm. that I remember when we came in 98 and I also had a problem with, you know, understanding English mm -hmm. and I mean, we were switching completely from Arabic from and Arabic Dinka to, to Swahili uh, and Swahili English. And I had to repeat that class and mm -hmm. you told me, it doesn't matter how long it takes you, mm -hmm. as long as you get it done. Exactly. You're not stupid, it's just that you don't know the language and language exactly. you can learn. Yeah. And you guys actually brought tutors, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So if we go back to, um, that's your background um, mm -hmm. with how you started with education with mom. Um, and we wish she was here with us. Um, mm -hmm. She has commitments in South Sudan. Her job wouldn't let her join us today. Mm -hmm. But on her side, her dad was a teacher. And she was the first, uh, she was the second generation, but mm -hmm. also the first generation mm -hmm. woman getting um, exactly. educated. How did you meet mom? <laughs> How did I meet her? Actually, what happens was that mm -hmm. uh, one of the factors mm -hmm. that led me to meet uh, your mom mm -hmm. was that my dad's emphasis was for us to love God mm -hmm. and do his work. Okay. And so as children, we went to, to Sunday school, we went to youth mm. uh, group, and, and so on and so forth, of our local church. Now it happens that um, 
I was chosen as one of the youth who will go to Malut mm -hmm. to build a church, okay. Malut Church, right. uh, as a contribution of our local church. Wow. So we went there, and um, mom was the, the choir, choir, choir master. Singing like a bird. Exactly. <laughs> and she was very dedicated to her faith. She Aww, was active. Yeah. She was so kind. Mm -hmm. And of course, in addition <laughs> to the fact that she's so beautiful. Yeah. And so um, we, we fell in love. Aww. And we started. Yeah, she told me the story about mm. the riverside. The riverside. The riverside. <laughs> Please share that story. It's funny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what, what happens is that, of course, in Dinga culture, when you meet, when you meet a girl, mm -hmm. you, you, you go talk to them. Mm -hmm. And then the, finally, they will not like to talk to people they don't know. Mm -hmm. And so they will try to do some, you know, funny, funny things. <laughs> it happened that we were coming out of the church building mm -hmm. where, where we were constructing. And it was, uh, it was a weekend, and they were watching with a friend. Mm -hmm. Then we, we decided, let's go talk to these girls. They were two, <laughs> I and my cousin. Mm -hmm. uh, so as we were coming, they saw us. And they made agreement, mm -hmm. local agreement with, with her friend. friend. She told the friend that, you know, these people that are coming, I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> Please, when they come, I will not talk. And if they talk to you, if they ask you, just tell her. Tell them that uh, I'm, a deaf, I'm deaf, I don't hear. <laughs> so he said, okay, fine. Then uh, we came, hey, hello, girls, hello. Mm -hmm. So that other girl was the one talking. Mm -hmm. And mom was keeping quiet, was busy watching. <laughs> So, I said, I asked, why, why is your sister not talking to us? <laughs> and that girl said, no, she's a deaf. She said, deaf, <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, that's good. I also know how to talk to deaf. <laughs> so I came to her. <laughs> I came to her talking uh, deaf language. So she started laughing. <laughs> and that is where we started. Yeah, started she told me he tapped my shoulder. <laughs> and then he yeah. started talking gibberish. Yes. Acting like he's speaking a... Uh, Deaf language. Deaf language. That yeah, is so, so funny. So, so she's like, that's where we started. Okay. Yeah. And then she, well, you know, the official family, yes. um, you know, celebration and the dowry. And then mm -hmm. you guys now go to uh, Taurai Ping. Yeah. And our two older brothers, Shol and Aru, are born. Mm -hmm. And then later on, it's my, it's my turn to be born. And I heard I was born at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that the day. The first time yes. for my child to be born in hospital. Yes. <laughs> it's me, Baba. <laughs> uh, it was foreign then yes. because we were village. I mean, we were From the living village. in the village. Yes. And uh, they, we did not even <clears throat> know why people yeah. should go to hospital. Hospital. And you can do it at home for uh, yeah. free. Yeah, for free. In and fact, my, was in there. my yeah. mother was the midwife. Mama told me. Yeah, she, she's the one who delivered Man. my wife twice. Yeah. So we went there, and it happens that we were closer to hospitals. Uh, she got uh, in labor, mm. and within some minutes, we took her to hospitals. Mm -hmm. And now we had, we had actually been told what to take for a baby. The requirements, yes, yeah, yes, the requirements. Yes. So we, we did everything, but we were also educated <laughs> that a baby should not start Be, getting yeah. giving water or yeah. anything. Until it's six oh, months. Oh, the formula milk. Yes, until mm -hmm. until it's six months. Mm -hmm. So we did not uh, we did not take the feeding bottle. I just we just went with those other things. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we reached there, uh, I was told that no, uh, you know, they 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 searched the things and they found out that the bottle is the not there. So not. they told me, 
you need to go and get the bottle. I said, but is it required? Yes, you go and get it. Oh, so I rushed back. Yeah. Uh, within five minutes, I was back. While I was coming, I heard the voice of the baby. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and I said, again, God, is that a baby boy? <laughs> I had you so happy you thought I was a boy. <laughs> So I came and then the, 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 the doctor told me, oh, congratulations, you have a baby girl. Oh, baby girl. <laughs> With that voice. <laughs> With that like that voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, okay, I said, okay, now I know. <laughs> I, have, I have a name for her. And then yeah. I name her my mother, who was yeah. so kind and yeah. so good. Cococzena. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's how it happens. Oh, yeah. no, I, I love it. I love it. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that one, that was uh, the voice for public speaking, maybe. They needed, <laughs> God needed me to be heard yeah, very far. I, I think so. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um, mm -hmm. also, I'm so grateful that I also mm -hmm. got to be named Kokok's mm -hmm. uh, name. Mm -hmm. She was, mm -hmm. God rest her soul in peace, yeah. um, kind and sweet and loving and caring. Very and she had a very huge sense Mm. And you know, a sense of justice, mm -hmm. and exactly. always protected people. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, she's one who brought us up mm. with those with those focus principles and, and yeah. love and yeah. care. And, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Yeah, mm. I have fond memories of Coco. Mm. Um, so, as a child, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> this child with the big voice yeah. that is the yeah. first daughter, uh -huh. and it's me. Yes. <laughs> Um, how have you seen, how, how was I like as a child, and also, how have you seen my character develop? Okay. Well, you see, oh, the first thing was, uh, though you were a girl, mm -hmm. uh, you took most of my character. Oh, yeah. And uh, growing up as a child, I was a stubborn. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I did too many, I mean, I caused a lot of problems. Mischief. <laughs> And uh, the same thing, uh, you did not fight too much. Yeah. But uh, you. But I was a bit defiant. Yeah, I remember because yeah, you had to you discipline were me. <laughs> and we have to okay. Whenever I discipline you, I remember. Uh, uh, but now this is how I was. So why should I blame her for what she's doing? Yes. But now I don't want her to continue in that. Yes. So she has to be. She has Discipline. to be disciplined, yeah. and she has to, you know, to to listen so that she can get advice that will help her in life. Yeah. And so as a, as a child, uh, the, we were a bit struggling, mm. but it's good that as time go, went on, uh, things changed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you became the person we are talking to now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm so, I'm so, I tell people I'm mm. so grateful mm. for um, the discipline because mm. I remember, and one of the things I used to tell everybody is, my dad actually um, physically disciplined me more than mom, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I actually am so grateful mm -hmm. because every time you and mom, mm -hmm. the only difference is sometimes mom would open proverbs and say, mm -hmm. spoil the child and uh, spare the rod and spoil the child. Shufta, mm -hmm. this is what you did. And I remember maybe like three mm -hmm. times, mm -hmm. but I think because you saw mm -hmm. yourself in me and you knew how hard headed mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. being, that you disciplined me and I'm so grateful for mm. it because oh, it really um, put things in perspective mm -hmm. and it made mm -hmm. you know how to respect authority well, exactly. um, and all of that. Mm -hmm. But now going back to uh, Sudan mm -hmm. at the time that we were growing up because our lives have not been easy, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. living with about 35 people in the house. 36. 
36, eh? Mm -hmm. 36 people in the house at every given time. Mm -hmm. um, and with many of them sick with right. uh, contamination, contaminated yeah. diseases. And right. Stuff. Yeah. And then also still keeping the focus because mm -hmm. you and mom were working for a church mm -hmm. and it's the sole income mm -hmm. that was feeding everybody at home. Exactly. But also you were loving and mm -hmm. you didn't chase away the sick. You guys took care of them at the cost of, they could have contaminated everybody mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm, house, mm -hmm. but you loved on them. I actually remember mm -hmm. the specifics of mm -hmm. it as a child because there were some restricted areas that we know we, we shouldn't go. Mm -hmm. um, but also just, you know, remembering back to the values, because you guys emphasize on education. Mm -hmm. You were pastors at the time and you're mm -hmm. still pastors mm -hmm. even now, mm -hmm. aside with everything else that you're doing, mm -hmm. um, the emphasis on religion, mm -hmm. but also being South Sudanese and being distinctly different, um, our skin color from mm -hmm. the Northerners mm -hmm. and every day being subjected to prejudice and to racism and just despicable things. And mm -hmm. I can remember, um, you know, from being expelled from school, me and Deborah, at a very young age and mm -hmm. not understanding why, to, I remember this one instance as well where uh, Deborah's classmate, um, who's a Darfurian, a six-year-old, was organ harvested outside of their school, mm -hmm. which are just incredibly sad situations. But also, vividly remember when we were going to church, I think it was Christmas, mm -hmm. and we were walking, we were in Fetihab, we were mm -hmm. walking, I don't know how many kilometers that was, but as a child, the at eight, it felt, it was very far. It was mm. a couple of kilometers, Something eh? like four. But yeah, and we never mm. missed church. Mm -hmm. But I remember this specific time, it was a time of celebration. Because mm. I remember we all had our best outfits on. I had a white dress. Um, you had a black suit on, and we're all walking as a family um, towards church. And I remember um, a racist person mm -hmm driving past mm -hmm. so fast and it had rained mm -hmm. and muddy water, he was intentionally trying to splash water on us. Mm -hmm. um, and you turned your back just enough that it did not splatter on me and mm -hmm. everybody that was on the other side, but it was vivid and very dirty on your back and wet and muddy, but it still did not deter you from going on with the journey. It still did not deter you from showing us this is how you carry yourself. And when we got to church, it had by then dried, thank God, for the Sudan weather. Mm -hmm. And you removed the dirt on it, took a handkerchief with a bit of water and you washed it off. You cleaned it off. Um, and we went in and we never saw your demeanor change or your focus be deterred. What was going through your mind at that point? Because those are some of the lessons from being early on, early on in my life, mm -hmm. just thinking, wow, that is poise, but I didn't understand why us, mm -hmm. we know we're a bit different, but we only knew it when we we're outside. But the example of you just protecting us every time, what mm -hmm. was going through your mind during that time? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, um, uh, going to, to church was modeled by my father. Mm -hmm my father, my mother, but most especially my father was very dedicated to his mm -hmm. faith. And as you know, he developed uh, Crohn's disease yeah. early in life, mm -hmm. and he will disturb him. But no matter what happens, when it comes Sunday, he will take that journey of one and a half hours mm -hmm. to go to church. Yes. And now, 
should any of us be sick on Sunday, mm. my father will carry us on his neck for one and a half hours mm. to make sure that we go to church. And when we grew up a bit and he could not carry us when we are sick, he bought a, a donkey <laughs> to carry us oh. on the donkey so that we don't miss a Sunday. Mm. And uh, he made us to love Jesus just by his dedication Example. and commitment to yes. Christ. Though he was not educated, he did mm. not know how to read and so on. But his face was so vivid to us mm. that he printed to, on us a, a strong uh, belief system. Yeah, belief system mm. that we would not like to play with. Mm. <clears throat> now, uh, and because of that, Christmas becomes the most joyous yes. occasions of the year. Yes. That nobody should miss. Mm. And um, protection is, the, uh, is, is a duty of a, par of a parent, protecting you from everything. And in fact, that was the reason why we even moved you to Nairobi for better education mm. so that you get, you know, you get protected. Now, for this uh, incident, first of all, uh, it was done intentionally yeah. to provoke us. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of that, if, we ex if, if, if I decided to be angry, uh, I would have helped him to achieve his goal. Yes. But now that I ignored his, uh, his, his plan, mm. then he becomes a loser. The, yes. Because I'm the one who, who, is, who is supposed to <clears throat> control and, and focus on my goal. Yeah. My goal was that we must go to church, yeah. and we must go early, and we must take the better seats yes. where we can <laughs> see everything going on, where we can hear everything going on. And therefore, uh, this person with different uh, plan cannot interrupt that mm. and cannot take it out of us. Okay. So protecting you, as you said, first you were kids and secondly <coughs> you, you were wearing white. Yeah. And so naturally, if anybody comes to attack you, I will be the first person. So because of that, when this thing incident happened, I have to protect you so that you people um, will, will go clean. Right. And uh, it was difficult for us to, move, to come back from where uh, we were plashed on back home yeah and, and then, then back church. again so we decided no left for me i'm okay uh, my, i will clean my jacket and i will be there <laughs> the purpose will not be deterred and i know mm. in life whenever you have a goal you have a specific goal mm. there must be obstacles yeah and if you focus on obstacles you will lose focus on your goal and therefore no matter what happens on the way yeah through, I mean, on the way to, your, to achieving your goals, it should not be a matter. It should not be a focus. Mm. The focus should be your goal. No matter what obstacles comes, you handle them with the, with, the, with, the, with the aim that you achieve your goal. And that is what happens. We went on time, we cleaned our clothes. Nobody asked how, why you became wet. Yeah. And we were there, happy, I mean, happily. We, we, we celebrated, we sat on the right places, we, you know, and so, so that was it. Yeah. That is very profound. Um, yeah. And it's those lessons, really, that today when people ask, mm. why are you so different? Why are you so confident? Why mm. are you so this and mm. that? And mm. I tell them, I can't take the glory. 
it's the father and the mother that I have in mm. the community that raised me, and it truly is that. So I am forever grateful mm. um, for those lessons. Um, and speaking mm. of, uh, sorry, I got emotional. <laughs> I know. Um, mm. Speaking of um, our vision mm. and mission as a family, which you've always led relentlessly, and you've always, uh, you know, inspired us, you and mom to chase our dreams and our goal and it has always remained the same. And I remember the one thing that I did not like, which is what we look back on now and we're so grateful for, that you and mom always reiterated and said, education will one day become your mom and your father. Remember that this is what we're doing and this mm. is why we're here. And we'll go back home and impact our community and we'll impact Africa and we'll uh, contribute to the global affairs and you stuck to that and when the scholarship came through for you mom myself and Deborah and was supposed to leave our two brothers out our two older brothers and at the time Sudan was teaching uh, young men military uh, skills in mm. high school so that they can be sent um, to fight the battles during the Civil War mm. um, you were very adamant about the whole family having to come together. Mm. Maybe walk us through, even knowing that you might not have much, but the little that you have, you made sure that it took even longer to accumulate to be able to bring us all here. Mm. Your grandfather was a motivator. Mm. He's the one who inspired us for education. Mm. One of his struggles to keep us in education was that he sold a cow mm. every time we go to school to pay for our schooling. Mm. And that was against the Dinka culture. Right. A cow should never be sold unless it is for marriage mm. or marriage dowry. Mm. That's the only time. And for him to be selling a cow, for us to go to school, mm. according to them, to spoil us, Mm. It was a big struggle. Mm. And he, he I, I, remember, I remember in one of uh, his uh, confrontations with his brothers, when he was told, they came and sat with him and told him that what you are doing is not right. Mm. One thing he said that I still remember up to now, he said, you know, my brothers, let me tell you something. That a time is coming when an uneducated person will be difficult to leave. And therefore, whatever, uh, whatever I do, I want to do it for my children so that if they fail in the school, they should not blame me. Mm. And these cows, whether, whether I use them for this or I don't use them for, for, for this school, they can die. Yeah. So, um, please let me, let, me, let me invest, you know, mm. using... Let, let, me, let me do what I think I'm doing right, mm. and so on and so forth, and, 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 and you, you keep your cows. It happens that sometimes, not long after that, that a, a disease outbreak uh, mm. came to, to, to our area, mm -hmm. and almost all the cows were, I mean, died. Oh, wow. And, uh, and you remember during the, during the drought, mm -hmm. when famine came the first time to rent, mm -hmm. your uncle Benjamin Lueth yes. 
was the one who rescued people by yeah. going to to the missionaries and asking for for donation for food and people were literally dying yeah so he came back with food and the same two uncles were still there mm. and so one of them remembered and said now uh chan how how did you see the future mm. Mm. when we were blaming you and 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 and, and talking to you harshly mm. Mm. about spending i mean about wasting cows mm. if you did not take Benjamin to school, who would have rescued people right, now? Right. And so my dad said, you know, well, that's what I used to tell you. So, for us, education is something that people need to die for. Mm. And so, when, the, when the, the time came for you people to go to, to sit for, for, for exam, for, for national exams. Chol and Aru were due to be taken by force to fight for the, for the Islamic regime. Mm. And they were to, f to be forced to fight against their people mm. who, are pl who are trying to liberate their, their country. Mm. That we did not buy it. Mm. We did not agree. So we try by any means. Our, our aim was to take, I mean, was to, to rescue them. So, I, I mean, to, to stop them from participating in this, in this plan. Mm. So the only way for, for us to, to, to go about it is to take them out. And we did not have enough money. Mm. So we went, we talked to the mission, uh, SIM, by then called Sudan Interior Mission. Mm -hmm. Now is Society for International Ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, because they had wanted us to come to go out for a scholarship mm -hmm. in order to do the translation, which I had been doing. Mm -hmm. So we asked them whether it was possible for them to, to sponsor us to come out exactly at the right time when these boys were due for exams. Mm -hmm. They agreed. And the funny thing was that they agreed that they, they were going to sponsor us. And we planned for almost a year, planning to come out, and not knowing that they only agreed to sponsor two of you and myself yeah, and, and, and mom. Mm. Until the last day. And I remember it was even uh, Thursday. And in that system, Friday was the holidays, mm. Saturday was the holidays. Mm. They, I mean, the working day started on Sunday. Mm. And for us, Sunday, we don't work. So it was <coughs> going to be three days before we can get a solution. Mm -hmm. The tickets were, 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 were brought for us for Saturday. And there was no way that, I, first of all, we did, not, we did not want to leave them behind, mm -hmm. even for a single day. Mm. And second, we did not have money. Mm -hmm. to get the tickets. And even if we had money, we, didn't, we were not sure whether we will get the tickets on the, the same, same plane. Day. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but uh, we, we went out, we had some money that we had saved. Mm -hmm. And we bought a plot mm -hmm. uh, in, 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 in Khartoum, in Dar es Salaam, Libya, where we were staying, mm -hmm. uh, that we used to use for business. Mm. So we, 
We just prayed. We, we just prayed. You know, your mother is a, is a yes. prayer warrior. Yes. So we said, okay, now this is the thing. We either we have only one day, which is tomorrow, Friday, which is the holidays, mm -hmm. and then Saturday when we are leaving early in the morning. So what do we do? She said, we pray. Mm -hmm. We prayed, and the f finally what we, what we agreed was, let's sell the, the, plot. the plot. And for a plot to be bought, it takes very long. Yes. But the first person we approached accepted to buy it. Amen. And buy it with a good price Amen. that can, uh, can take us. Amen. So that's how we, we managed. We, when we, we, ran, we ran on Friday. Uh, the offices were not open, but we went to the airport, we got the ticket for the two boys, mm -hmm. and we have enough money to bring them and start them uh, schooling School. uh, with that. And that's, that's, how, that's how we managed to get them out. And it was God's work. It's God's work. There was no way. Yeah, yeah there was no way. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, we actually, you know, if there's a family that has seen the hand of God throughout from, you know, the village from where mm. we started. I think even like the Bible says, basically, before we were formed, God mm. knew who we were, mm. right? It's our family to yeah. see from grace to grace to mm. grace to mm. grace. Mm. And the only difference um, to be in Nairobi and not the Kakuma refugee mm. camp mm. is still mm. by the hand of God and also through education. And I remember um, now back to uh, one of the other reasons as mm. well that as a family, um, I'm very sure that you guys were looking for also better opportunities because mm -hmm. we remember being woken up at night with mm -hmm. lights projected at the house, pickup, um, men, unknown men in the pickups and banging on the door and asking for you to come outside. I remember those moments and I remember that also the other moment I think as a child, and I think you guys protected us from so many different incidences because the work that you did went against the Islamic uh, Sharia law, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you were converting like the Muhammad Sheikh mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of the times. I remember mm -hmm, him, and mm -hmm. I hear now he just came to rank by the really? way. Yeah, he came wow. to rank and he's ministering now. That's amazing. Yeah. Look yeah. at God. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, And so, like knowing that the seeds mm -hmm. that you guys planted that almost costed you your life, mm -hmm. where they're coming at night to knock for you to come outside, mm -hmm. and we know what was happening back then. Mm -hmm. It was um, extrajudicial uh, mm -hmm. executions, but also to see sometimes that mom would say you're not there, which protected you, protected mm -hmm. us, protected the whole family because mm -hmm. we only had you guys. Mm -hmm. And that was like about what? Between both of you, 400 dinar that mm -hmm. you guys were getting at the mm -hmm. time to mm -hmm. uh, support the family. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. also just your life being at risk and there was always assassination plots. Mm -hmm. How did you besides knowing they're trying to kill you, but you're still doing God's work and you're still protecting us and you're still planning and having a vision for the mm. family mm. to continue to pursue education. How do you, in that moment and time, just like Kwakwa did in his time to continue to educate you guys, how did you continue to uh, be motivated and pursue education? Yeah, uh, first of all, we had the vision. And we have the dream that as a family or as parents, our success will be measured by the success of our kids. Mm. And the possibility or one of the strategy for our kids to succeed is to get better education. 
So that was the key. That was, that, was, mm. that was what we had in mind. We are not succeeding unless our kids succeed. Mm -hmm. And they are not succeeding unless they get better education and better life. And, uh, and then now we have committed ourselves to serve God. In fact, one of the reasons why we were married was because we shared the same vision. Your mother had a missionary's heart, the same thing with me. And so we said, okay, the God we serve is a God that, uh, that actually saved Daniel and his colleagues <laughs> from fire and yes. from lions. Right. And he's a God who, 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 who controlled this world. Yeah. And he has commissioned us to serve him in this difficult situation. Mm. So he will see us through. That one we did not have a doubt. But for sure, as you just mentioned this, some of these uh, incidences, you know, the most difficult incident is what happens in Drang when I went to Drang. Mm -hmm. We decided uh, all the, all the, the, the pastors, the evangelists, <laughs> the elders, church elders, mm -hmm. were shared away, were actually forced to leave Rang mm -hmm. so that there is no evangelism. Mm -hmm. We came back from uh, Nigeria and we found that everybody in Khartoum, churches are left with lay uh, leaders and there is no evangelism, there's no ministry. Mm. So we decided, no, we are going to go. This is God's mission, and uh, still the same God that has protected people from generation, and we must do his will. So we went there, and uh, we, had, we, had three, we had three approaches. One is to train young people for evangelism. Mm. And that we did through, uh, through, through uh, New Life Ministry. Mm. We took some people who had, said, you know, who had decided to, to go. And then we had conferences, mm. youth conferences, where we, we encouraged them to be strong and remain in faith. Mm. And then we had Jesus Film. Mm. Yeah, I remember the yes. <laughs> Jesus Film is the one that brought King Muhammad the Sheikh yeah. and, and the rest. Uh, to, to this. So, I happens to be the leader of the, uh, I mean, I was supervising all of these uh, ministries, mm -hmm. but I was particularly uh, the main speaker in, in the conference, youth conference. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the Islamic uh, government has sent some youth, some spies, mm. some uh, you know, some to soldiers. Since they are, since they are Christians, since they are also uh, South Sudanese, mm. they participated as youth, mm. and so they were there for the for weeks that we were there, and uh, finally they came and took us uh, for the reason that we are preaching Jesus and converting. Yes, and converting Muslim. So they took us. They took me, and most especially, their aim was just to kill me. Yeah. Because I was a leader. Mm. And it happens that this guy, uh, one of the youth who used to go there, mm. when I was arrested, I was arrested in the night. Mm. About how many soldiers? I heard the room has no windows and it's just the door to the Yes, that's in. where we were put in. But where they came and, and take, take me from, from, from where I was sitting, I was staying, mm. they surrounded the, the whole building wow. with guns 
and so on in the midnight, and they dropped me to the to the to the barracks, mm. and they put me in, and uh, their plan was to take me out early in the morning the wee hours. to to be executed. Mm. Now it happens that before they came, they were coming at one o'clock, mm. but before they came. Uh, Stephen, his name is Stephen, he's from Nuera. Mm -hmm. He came to me and said, Pastor, I want to ask you one question, and I want you to be honest very sad, very honest mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. When you went to Nairobi, mm -hmm. did you meet any of the, of the, of the SPLA or SPLM leaders mm -hmm. in Nairobi? I said no, and that was true. Mm -hmm. Tell me the truth, I said, that is the truth. Mm -hmm. There's nothing... Uh, Stunt, nothing more, nothing short. Mm. He said, okay. Then when these people came early in the morning at one o'clock, they brought a, a, a truck. And we were like 25 uh, prisoners in a, in a room of two by two and a half by yeah. two and a half right. with no windows. And the place is hot. And the iron roof is very close to our I head. Know. So alone by staying there mm. is almost to die. It's death, yeah. yeah. But uh, they came out at eight o'clock. I mean, at one o'clock, and they line us up. Come out, come out. We we were lined up. I and ten. I mean, eight other young people, mm. and we were driven to the truck that was parked in a dark corner, mm. and uh, to to you know to be taken to the truck. And Stephen came to the one who is doing the action. He said, my friend, he's, he's, he's a soldier. He's the head of the, of, of, of the security, of the CIDs. Mm. So he told him that uh, if, you, if, if you are taking these people, a uh, pastor must come back. Mm. And he said, no, pastor is no, it's, it's one of those that are you know, sentence or, he said, yeah. no, if the pastor is there, this truck will not go. If it goes, I will shoot the truck. And he took his gun, he went to a corner and he said, unless that pastor is not there, if he's there, I'll shoot the truck. And so the conversation went and they contacted the, the, the head, uh, the, the overall commander, and the overall commander came that night he tried to convince Stephen to let the truck go, and Stephen was adamant. He said, mm. you kill me, and then you, you take him. Mm. Uh, because of that, uh, it was already getting uh, done. Yeah. It was already yeah. late yeah. for them to take me. So they returned me, hoping that they will do it uh, the following day. Mm. But before the following day, the whole, you know, the whole leadership of Rank County, uh, led by, by Nazar, Yusuf Dengor. Mm. They came early in the morning and they were so annoyed, they were so angry, and they were shouting at these people and telling them, if, if you went to the extent of taking, trying to kill these type of people in this country... In Who this, else would you not kill? Yes. We, we, you should kill us all before you, you kill them. Mm. So because of that now, and of course it's the work of God, mm. uh, this God issue, said. you know, they, 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 they actually did not want it to be known. Mm -hmm. So when it was known, they postponed it, they released me, hoping that they will do it in a time when uh, nobody is aware. And that's, uh, that's one of the incidences that uh, I almost 
you know, yeah. I almost lost life. I but that. I still know that God is there, no mm. matter. You know, they will come to me and say, you know, you know, tomorrow you will not see the light again. Mm. And I said, if, if my God wants me not to see the light, whether you want it or not, I will not see it. But if mm. he wants me to see the light, no matter what you do, mm. I will still see the light. Yeah. No, and I remember you used yeah. to tell us that you cannot yeah. fear death. Yeah. Whether you're asleep or you're outside, if it's your day, it's your day. It's Just your... live yes. fearless. Yes. Just trust in God, yeah. believe in him, and whatever happens to you Nothing. is his will. Amen. Yeah. I remember now at the airport, and they couldn't allow you to come because they also detained you. Um, and mom and the four of us end up coming to Nairobi. And you had to find a different way to come, but you still persistently went through the route to come to Nairobi. Could you share with us just the route that you had to use also to come? Yeah, you know, uh, still, <clears throat> because they had plan and that plan was known mm. by, by, by the security. Mm that I should, not, uh, I should not be allowed to leave. Mm. Uh, they wanted actually to execute me. Mm. You know, they had tried this nine times, including yeah. them two times in rank, mm. and God protected me. Mm. So this time, uh, we came to the airport uh, with all the, you know, all the visas ready, passport uh, updated and everything, everything ready to go. Now, when we came to depart, they checked my passport and said, you know, you, uh, you were born in 1959 and you have to go through military uh, service mm. before you can travel. Mm. And uh, I told them uh, that, first of all, uh, this military service is, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not a student. personnel and I'm not a student. Yeah, yeah I'm not a student, I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not uh, supposed to do it. They said, no, you have to do it. I said, uh, so mom was concerned and um, the time was running off. Mm. Uh, time was running out yeah. for the plane to leave. Mm. And so we had to make, make a decision there. And I tried to convince mom to leave with you. And so two things were, were very, con I mean, were, were her concern. First, she's living with kids. And she does not know where she's going. Where she's going. Yeah. And there were no phones by then. There were right. no mobiles. There were nothing, nothing. And second, that she was leaving me. And that is one thing that she would not like to do. Yeah. So I told her, you know what? It is very easy for one person to sneak out and go mm. than five people or to six people to, yeah. to do that. So you take the kids, you go. You will not be lost. You will find a way. And God will find you, uh, will, will give you a way through uh, with the kids. For me, I will try. If it doesn't work through here, I will go through the, through the, 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 border. the borders. And I'll go, I'll, I'll go to, to, to John Garang Movement. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I'll come, I'll come to see you. So that's what happened. After you people left, I, you know, you remember one, when we were leaving, we came through a uh, few Yokwans home. Yes, I remember. And he was, the, you know, in the, in the head of the government. Mm. Uh, he was a member of the Salvation, salvation uh, mm. body. Mm -hmm. So when we went back, the wife, he just passed away just mm. two years ago, oh, Mary, sure. I remember. She, she, called, she called the vice president. 
Baidan was the bear Muhammad Ahmad. Told him that told him my story. So Zubair called these people and told, and told them to release me. Mm. So that's why I was released. I booked uh, the ticket again mm -hmm. uh, with that uh, little money that was left. It was left. And then, and then I followed you. <laughs> yeah, I followed yeah, you. Yeah, because I'm very sure that yeah. back then, even now buying land is yeah. like 1,500 US yeah. dollars yeah. Yeah. or something like that. So yeah. I can only imagine back then. Yeah, it was, I was, I was. Yeah, it's not that big. Yeah, it was not a big money. It was not a big money, but it was enough to get the tickets. Yeah, get it's coming still out. coming. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we're in Kenya, mm -hmm. and um, the scholarship's still just covering you, mom, myself, and Deborah, mm -hmm. and you guys have to work. Yeah. As students, um, to be able to provide for the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, putting extra food on the table and also uh, the school fees for Shoal and Aru. And it was not cheap at all because we went to Forestview at the time and they were in secondary school. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, it was not easy. Mm. But again, uh, you know, uh, with determination, yeah. there's nothing that is impossible. Mm. What happens was that uh, when we went to school, we registered and uh, we, we, we did well. In, uh, in the school, actually, for us to be given a uh, work scholarship. Mm. You know, you have to do well yes, so that you able, have spare time yes. to go for a work scholarship. Mm. So that's what happens. We did well in our first term, the second term, and then the first year. So we were entitled to work, work scholarship. scholarship. So whenever there is grass to be cut, mm. there is a stone to be, to be chipped, <laughs> and, and all this, we were, we were given chance. And we could, based on that, we, we, we managed it, and we were able to survive. Yeah, and yeah. also, because um, I've talked to Shola about it too, and he said he also was washing cars. Yes. Five cars a week, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then he would get 50 shillings, mm -hmm. which is 250 mm -hmm. shillings, which is $2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah. able to contribute towards his uh, scholarship as well. I mean, his uh, school fees, mm. which is, it comes down from you guys' leadership because the rest of us, myself, Aru, and Deborah, we had a pretty fair, you know, uh, childhood. Like, we didn't, mm. you guys really protected us, and you let us just have a childhood. Mm. And I remember just, you know, playing around in eggs. I remember, you know, the friendships that we made, and it's because of you guys and everything that you sacrificed as well for us. And I can't wait to also show the audience where we actually lived and these places that we're speaking of um, mm. later on. But you go on and you have your PhD. Mm -hmm. And it also was not the easiest uh, um, journey. You know, journey to getting there. And I remember just you know, looking at you at graduation and you know me and being a crybaby, I was mm. just, you know, I was crying. And Uncle Sammy, <laughs> Uncle Sam was looking at me, shaking mm. his head like, you know, we're here, it's okay. And <laughs> tell yeah. us about that journey to actually get to that point because you also had told us mm. that PhD should be the last mark in this family and that's the tone that you set and you actually lived mm. to set it for us. And mom is also now doing her PhD Aru and Aru has done his PhD. I have my master's and we're all university graduates. Mm. But to, to be able to do that and live, you know, um, live up to your word, mm -hmm. 
Tell us that journey and how yeah. that feels. Actually, um, my, 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 my belief is that when, uh, most especially in the, in the context of South Sudan, hmm. when you go higher in the education, you get more opportunities hmm. than the rest. Right. And so it was our vision as a family that first of all, we must get education, quality education. Mm -hmm. And that's why we work hard to make sure that people went to good school, uh, secondary school for primary schools, so that you get good education. And second, we know that uh, believing in God, everything is possible. And therefore, that's why we kept you people closer to God, so that you, you know, you have all that you need for your, for your physical, but also for your spiritual. Mm -hmm. And you have education for your mind. So the three parts of you are, <laughs> are well protected. Mm -hmm. Now, um, we, we, we said that we, we, all of us, the least, the least, the least of us should have a master's. Mm -hmm. all, all of us should get PhDs. Mm -hmm. The, the, the question is not how, but that is what we want to get. That is what we want to get. How is not our business. And how long it takes, it yes. doesn't matter. Uh, and how long it takes is not our business. Mm. The aim is to get it. Mm. And that's one, what we went for. If we can let you go through uh, primary school with these cutting grass and running around, mm. And we are able to take you through secondary school with all the, the rough uh, things we are going through. Why not to university? Why not uh, to masters? Why not to PhD? Mm -hmm. So that's, 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 that's our motivation. We thought if we can do primary, we can do secondary. If we can do secondary, we can do uh, uh, university, and we can do the rest. And uh, if, if you remember, one time when I was addressing uh, group of young people mm. uh, in the church. I told them that I now have the PhD. It's not that I will do much with it, mm. but the, 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 the major goal for this is for you people to know that it is something that can be done. It's possible, it's achievable. It's possible. Yeah. And that is what we actually wanted to, what, you know, wanted to do. We wanted to tell you people that whatever anybody can do, you can do it better. And therefore, whether you have the means or you don't have the means, as long as you have the dream and you can pursue that dream, you know, relentlessly, you will be able to reach that. Mm. And that's what we did. Right. So we went to, I, I did the masters. In fact, I did two masters. Huh? Yeah. I did the, the M, uh, MR, MA mm -hmm. in translation studies. Then I did the, P, I mean the MT, mm -hmm. MTH, in Biblical Studies to prepare me for a PhD. Mm -hmm. And then I did the PhD. Yeah? yeah? It's just the determinations and the management of the little resources that we have. Yeah. And the purpose was to give you, you know, to, to, to set the mark mm -hmm. for you people to, you know, to, to reach. If, if I'm uh, first generation and I can get to PhD, what about you people? Yeah. 
should yeah. go beyond that and get whatever <laughs> education you, you can get. And yeah. I remember also in 2000, and was it too, yeah. when your master's was over and there was, uh, your scholarship had come to an end? Yes. If you hadn't relentlessly started to look for other opportunities, we would have also been in Kakuma. It's true. So it wasn't like a far thing that wouldn't have It happened. was almost there. Yeah. And in fact, uh, you know, what happens was that when we were still studying, hmm. The church, a church in the U.S. called Ambro, mm -hmm. led by uh, in Dick Wisconsin, Robinson. Much? Yes, mm -hmm. uh, Dick Robinson. Mm -hmm. They used to come out, and uh, during our break, they took us as young South Sudanese mm -hmm. uh, to pastors to go and train others. And so they took us sometimes to to, to Pashala, to Kurmuk, mm -hmm. to Yabus. Mm -hmm. And out of there, they found, they saw in me the ability to lead the group. And so they said, instead of us now wasting money to take the team of 2015 mm -hmm. people from the US here and going to South Sudan and going back, why don't we entrust this to you you did it well, and you managed the team properly, and mm -hmm. you can do it even better within the culture. We'll assign you to be the leader of these groups, and what we will do, we'll just support you for you to do the, to do the, the work. Yeah. So I said, okay. So that's what we did, and out of that, they pay us all the things. And in fact, it was when the scholarship was closed, uh, Sudan, uh, New Sudan Council of Churches was to employ me, but uh, they failed. Mm. And therefore, the next thing was for us to move to Kakuma. Mm. But then uh, I remember that they had told me that they wanted me to, do, to lead these people. Mm -hmm. But I told them, no, I came on, uh, on church scholarship, so they had to release me first. Uh, Sudan Council of Churches will be the last to release me. And if they did that, then now I will come back to you. So when all these things fell, I went back to the church, and the church said, no, we don't have money to support you. If you can get anywhere to be supported, you work with our churches there. Mm. I went to Sudan Council of Churches. They said, no, we cannot uh, mm. afford to employ you, so you can look for a scholarship. That's when I went back to the church and said, okay, now the idea that you people raise, if you people are still uh, willing uh, for me to lead the team, I can do it. Though I was leading it on, you know, uh, voluntarily, mm. they said, yes. We, that's what we have been looking for. So, we are ready. so they asked me, what do you need? I said, I need my, my children to be supported. I also need uh, food. I need accommodation and so on. So, so they just send me money to do that. Now, the, the dream for a PhD came and was kept alive when they said, now, for us as church in the U.S., we don't have a way of giving you visa to continue in Kenya. Mm. Are you willing to be taking some courses still at, at Negus so that we can still pay yes. and you get the incentives and visa? I said yes. And in fact, I had already acquired admission to Into, MTH, wow. but I did not know why I did it. Yeah. So I said yes. <laughs> so I said okay. That's so amazing. what do you need? I said, you just um, uh, pay uh, some courses, and then I will be there. So I went, to the, I went and told them, okay, now I'm going to continue with the MTH. Is that possible? I yeah. said, yes. <laughs> so 
They, they supported me to, they, they paid the cost, and I did the MTH. Immediately I finished the MTH, I was qualified to do the PhD. PhD. And that's how I did it. That's yeah. how it came. That is very inspirational. And I'm happy, I'm happy now. Mom is almost Doing, halfway yeah, to do her to PhD. PhD. Aru has done it, and yeah. you people are coming on. I am, I am inspired yeah. to. So, to so you know, when, it's good. I mean, you know, it's good for your brain, it's good for your body is good for your life and even to impact uh, to, community yeah yeah coming coming from a generations of no education to yeah, generations to of the opportunity. well education yeah well education <laughs> that's good yeah no mm. that's inspirational baba mm. thank you so mm. much You're for welcome. leading the way and mm. for showing us how it's done practically mm -hmm. um, and also for mom to be doing it at 64. Mm -hmm. It is so inspirational and mm -hmm. we don't have any excuse. Um, and in fact, I may be one of her, 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 her supervisors. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you have <a> supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm called that to be so one funny. of the supervisors. Supervisor, that is yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mm. no, that's, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, now I'll just, I'll, I'll conclude off with just two things, mm -hmm. or two questions, but the first one is basically um, as a daughter and knowing just how you've impacted me and the relationship I've had with you as a father and to be a Janubi girl, I know the immense privilege and the honor because you've been a father but you've been a friend as well. And it's things like when I was going to the U.S. when I was not sure um, and I was hesitant to go and you're like, go ahead. And you sat me down and I don't know if you do remember this, yeah, when you told me, um, my daughter, you're beautiful just the way you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. told me no matter who it is that ever looks at you different, mm -hmm. it says more about them than you. Mm -hmm. You're our ambassador, ambassador to our family, but also to our country and our, our our continent mm -hmm. go and represent as well and that has been one of the most other than you know the education will be your father and mother this was so instrumental in how I even look at myself how I relate to other people and mm -hmm. because I got this you know this affirmation from my father that I don't look for it in the world and I'm so mm -hmm. grateful but the other thing is you've come to my games where mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you've seen me get injured and I'm actually almost crying or I'm crying at times and I'm being held, like when I twisted my, my uh, ankle in Yayo and I was mm. coming out of mm. the court, I'm being held by my teammates and you're sitting behind the bench looking at me and you actually told me, what do you think you're doing? You go back to the game, you finish it off and you cry later. And I remember just thinking to myself, who is this military guy? <laughs> hey, this is not the pastor father that I know. But you, you taught me the, the, the lessons of putting others above yourself, mm -hmm. but also taught me toughness. Mm -hmm. And it gave me confidence because I actually went back and played mm -hmm. and we won. And then I actually cried later because my leg was really in pain <laughs> and dealt with the doctors later. Mm. And also the other incident mm. of my tooth mm. when I lost my tooth and mm. mom panicked. Ayo, mm. mm -hmm. you cannot play again. You're hurting yourself. And you, you were quiet for then and then when it was just you and I, you told me. In fact, and what did you tell me if you can okay. remember? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know these this, this are, this are good things. Yeah. First of all, when 
when we came, we just came out of Islamic culture, yes. where the, the girls are not supposed to participate in anything public. Right. And that, we had been there for 10 years. Right. And knowingly or not knowingly, we were influenced. Mm -hmm. Most especially mom, mm -hmm. who was trying to be traditional. Mm -hmm. And again, we are also coming from a strong culture that is Dinka. Yes. Where girls have their things and boys have their things. And so for mom, you know, that distinction has to be maintained. Right. Well, why? Because we are going back to Sudan. Yeah. We are going back to, to, to be Dinka. Yeah. And we remain Dinka and we are going back to, to live with him. <laughs> Yeah. But my perspective was completely different. Yes, we are Dinka and we have to maintain Dinka culture. But we are different Dinka. Mm. We are not those yeah. traditional Dinka. Yeah. And therefore we should be different. Yeah. And if we are talented, like any other people, why, why using that talent? Mm. Why not using it? Mm. And so for you people, you know, you are a born athlete, athletic. Mm -hmm. You are a fast runner. Yeah. And a long runner. Yeah. That is how you are born to. But then when you decided, no, I'm going for basketball, we mm -hmm. said, okay, mm -hmm. whatever you are comfortable, we will support you. Yeah. I remember this incident when you lost your, your teeth. Mm -hmm. And mom said, okay. No, mom was, was not for that. Mm -hmm. She did not want you to do. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, to this. continue. Yes. She was afraid. Even, even to, to do the, the, the basketball, mm -hmm. she was hesitant. Mm -hmm. She wanted you to do volleyball mm -hmm. or something, something. Yeah. That are girlish, girlish. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, the talents were there, and therefore I, we, we used to, to, you know, let them. Let them. If that is what uh, uh, they want, and if that is what they will excel, let's support them. Let's just keep. That's why we went for every game and every yes, little or big. Yeah. For you to know that we support you. Yeah. Now, when you got these incidents in uh, Nakuru, in Nakuru mm. and breaking teeth, mm. now mom said, okay, now up to here, yeah, this way it, I is put in the towel. <laughs> it is enough. Just throw the towel mm. and just no basketball. Yes. And the other way, I told her, in fact, it is now that she should not quit because she has, this thing lost has broken the tooth. <laughs> so it is now that she should do it to the end. Yeah. Uh, since she lost the tooth. Right. The tooth. So uh, we say, okay, now then, you know, you continue from there. Mm. Mom will say no, but we'll say no. Yeah, uh, let's, let's keep that one. Yeah. Now the same thing with, uh, with, 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 with the, the injury. Mm. You know, what happens is that, like I, I mentioned, the obstacles. You have the visions of being a good athlete, of being a good basketballer. And uh, the injuries are part of the process, in the the process of getting there. Mm. So if you get injury and you, 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 you make an excuse of not continuing, then you are abstracted from your main goal. Yeah. You know? And therefore, that's why I'm saying, no, but we had come all this way and you are almost there. Mm. And this little injury should not let you leave your goal. You mm. go do it to the end because you came here to win this game. Yes. You go win it. Now if you have pain later on, you cry. Yes. Or you trick it and you, have, you would have uh, achieved your goal. Achieved the goal. So yeah. that's, that's, that, was the, that was the main thing. Yeah. You go do it. You continue doing it mm. because these are just obstacles. These are obstacles on the way right. that you need to overcome them in right. order to be what you want to be. 
And thank God. Yeah. You, oh, well, you are where you are now. <laughs> thank you to you. <laughs> thank you to Mama. Yes, no, and everything. without that, I'm mm. not where I am, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's the mm -hmm. home teaching. It's you guys' value. It's mm. the default of teachings that you guys have already instilled in us that have helped us on and off the court. Mm -hmm. And now, fast forward and you speak about God and the work that you put in and, you know, just keep being resilient. And who would have ever thought, you know, that I would get to a place where the position that I hold, I'm the only person doing it in the world. You see now. You know, and you yeah. see the hand of God in it, mm -hmm. but you see the work that you guys have put in it, that not even just education, but when it comes to sports, that they go hand in hand and your encouragement and your support, you came to the games. Seeing your face and mom and everybody in the, in the stands in itself and the support is just incredible. Even when she was afraid and she trusted your leadership for me to continue, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. being the first and the only doing it and also impacting community, like I was just in uh, Rang and, right? yeah, and right. Taraipin three yeah. months ago, is because of <laughs> the things that you guys have mm -hmm, taught us, mm -hmm, and that we, it's just hard to depart from, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that we're mm -hmm. here to study, we have to go back home and we have to help, mm -hmm. we have to impact Africa, and the selflessness, because we've seen you guys, mm -hmm. even with the little that you had when we were growing up, you emphasize on education and you try to help people and you put their children in school, even mm -hmm. when we didn't have. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it is incredible selflessness and service mm -hmm. to humanity, mm -hmm. but it has been such an example and an inspiration and what has kept us motivated um, to keep going. Thank you for doing that for me and my sister and also encouraging other people in the community and setting an example mm -hmm. for all of us. I love you. I love you too. And I appreciate you and I respect you so Thank much. You, um, and I know it's just one last thing, because mm -hmm. this one, I need to hear it on camera. Mm -hmm. With everything that I have achieved, you know, from, uh, and I humbly say this, from meeting um, um, His Excellency, the former president mm -hmm. of the Republic, mm -hmm. I mean, of the United oh. States of America, to um, incredible people along this journey, because I am, because you are, and what you guys have made us. But the last thing, which is one thing I've always told the kids that I mentor, that my father and mother told me, focus in education, everything else will fall in place. And as you can see right now, that things are falling in place for me and for our siblings and for you guys who continue to lead the way for us. So to just encourage the young girls that you can wait until the right time for the right person when you have reached your self-actualization. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And should I get married now, it is okay. My dad is not going to whoop me anymore. <laughs> so what man would you uh, say you would want for your daughter? Because everybody in our family is married. Yes. I'm the only one yes, remaining. Yes. yes. Number one, mm -hmm. God-fearing person. Somebody mm -hmm. who fears God. Yeah. If one fears God, the, the, you know, the least things that he can have is love. Yeah. And that is... It underscores everything. If he loves God, he loves you, then everything will be fine. Mm -hmm. Second characteristics that I would like to see in my son-in-law mm -hmm. is somebody who has vision, somebody who wants to succeed in life. Yeah. And what the best out of life 
just like you. <laughs> yeah? Um, and the rest will follow. Let him love God. Let him be somebody who wants to succeed so mm -hmm. that it doesn't pull you back yes. from the way. And uh, we'll see things the same way you, you see it. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, like, uh, like, like you said, my advice as you were going, we said, you are with us here when, when, when we are living together. If we see something that we want you to do, we will advise you. Mm -hmm. But now if you are in the U.S., first thing that you need to know is that you must be on your own. Mm. You are created perfectly and nothing is lacking. <laughs> yeah? yeah? And therefore nobody should tell you to be somebody that is you are not. You are mm. not. Mm. <clears throat> That's why I was, you know, every time we saw you on, you know, on, on newspaper or on anything, <laughs> wearing black uh, clothes, shoes, everything black, except the teeth and the eye. <laughs> We said, yes, that's our daughter. That's our yeah. daughter. You know, you don't need to be anybody's. You just need to be you. Yeah. And in fact, because of that, you, you know, you did not bleach yes. to be white. And you know it's because of you, eh? I know. Yeah. Even and the hair. Like, the reason I put this hair yeah. today is because I know you like <laughs> natural hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... So, 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 so for, for me, uh, partner is, is due. Yeah. You, you, you know, uh, you need a partner. Mm -hmm. If you get somebody who is God-fearing, mm -hmm. who is uh, loving, who is caring, mm -hmm. uh, whether he comes with cows or not, we'll, we'll, we'll support it okay. and becomes part of our family. Yeah? So we are, we are praying, and you know, <laughs> Mom and I, and I always pray yeah, I that, and, and God's time is the best. Amen. You I have know. you have waited for it, mm -hmm. and I believe it's for you to settle. Yeah. And any man who comes actually will respect you, and you will respect him, mm -hmm. because you, are, you know, you are coming to share life. Yes. You know, you are not coming to depend on him, or yeah. he's not coming to depend on you. Mm -hmm. You are just coming to share life, and that is that's about life. So, and uh, for you to <clears throat> the the peak the peak of your uh, of of your achievement is to meet the head of the world uh, leading country like Obama. Yes. Yeah. It was amazing. I mean, how many will dream to even meet Obama? And here, yeah. a black lady, you know, going to meet him like yes. meeting a friend. Yes. It, was, it made us proud. Thank it you, makes Baba. us so proud. Yeah. And uh, for him to even think of meeting you, mm. there must be something that was so big mm. that he could not ignore. Mm. And so we are so, we are so thankful. Thank you. Thank no, you for I, keeping yeah. it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. Love you too, buddy. You. Okay. You've been amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. And, oh, where would we be without our support? Where mm. would you be without your loving parent, a friend, a motivator, an inspiration? Um, I couldn't ask for more. And if I was to do this life over again, I would ask for the same parents, same situation, because... 
it made us who we are. And if there are any families out there that are going through what we've been through or going through anything right now, that I hope our stories do help you um, see you know, light at the end of the tunnel. I am so blessed and I'm so honored to be called the daughter um, of Dr. Ramadan Chandir Logwin. So thank you all for joining us today. Thank you for lending an ear. Um, stay tuned for our next episodes.